Welcome back to the At The Yard Podcast. I'm your host, Les Lukacs, joined once again by Joey Cohen. Joey, busy week last weekend with the J. Sarah MLK tournament going on. About 60-ish or so teams spread out throughout the Southland. We also had a few college team camps dropped in there. And you were all over the place Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. I caught up on some games on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, we had some rain issues on Monday that forced some cancellations, but let's jump into MLK weekend 2022. Uh, first of all, before we do that, man, are you, are, are you caught up? Like, have you caught your breath? You, you put out a loaded notebook on everything you saw, which you can find at prepbaseballreport.com. Uh, you know, how are you feeling, man? You had a couple of days to kind of catch your breath. It's not much about catching my breath. I would, as I would say, it's like, some baseball withdrawal where like you, you, you go see nine games in three days and you're like, Oh, it's over. Like I don't, I don't get to see more baseball. I don't have to see more baseball. So definitely, you know, was happy with all the games I went to saw a ton of good players, but you know, definitely, you know, ready to go see the next couple of games. Super excited about, you know, the high school season coming up and this MLK gives you, you know, a nice little preview of what teams are going to perform, what players are going to stand out. So Yeah. Yeah, man, it's an awesome opportunity along with our preseason All-State, you know, to, you know, add to our spring follow list and to kind of finalize that, get looks on guys that we probably haven't seen in a few months. And it's one of my favorite events. And, and you know, kudos to Brett K over at J. Sarah for putting this all together, uh, given what's going on with COVID cancellations. I mean, I know that there was teams that, you know, dropped out as late as Saturday uh, of this event. So uh, once again, kudos to Brett for putting this together. But let, let's jump in, man. Uh, your first game on Saturday, it wasn't part of the J. Sarah MLK tournament, uh, but you got up to Newberry Park to see arguably, uh, you know, one of the top pitchers in this class uh, out of California and Jaden Newton, Sierra Canyon. Yeah, I, I saw them take on Saugus, and, you know, Newt was the story of the game. I mean, about 15 MLB scouts were, you know, behind home plate with me. And in that first inning, he was an easy 95, 96. And then in the second inning, he was 93, 95. But the fastball looks like, you know, I saw him last year and it looked like he was, you know, still with the four-seamer with, you know, that had some natural arm side run. But it looks like he's kind of committed to a two-seamer and that thing is running off the zone. I mean, it's jamming right-handed hitters easily. And um, he, he pairs that with a nice slurvy breaking ball, tunneled really well off the fastball. And the thing that's so special about him and, you know, kind of has been so special is the effortlessness of the delivery. As, you know, he doesn't really make these high-effort big moves to get to those mid-90s velos. He just has a really strong lower half and a natural quick arm. And, you know, you combine him with, you know, Duke commit Cassius Thomas over there. You know, they have UC Irvine commit Max Martin. And then, you know, they have Eddie McDesian over there, too, who we've seen a lot of, you know, who's a high 80s arm that, yeah. you know, shoved at every event he shows up at of ours. And, you know, they might just have the top staff in the state. Yeah, well, don't forget Julian Arella's the Cal commit, right? I mean, we had him, we had him at future games, and he dealt there too. And and I mean, he's he's pretty darn good on the mound for them as well. But back to Newt, though, you know, Joey, I think one of the questions on on Newt has always been the breaking ball. Are you see? Did you see, or do you feel like, uh, you know, that's an improving pitch for him? Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw him once last spring against Granada, and he was you know, pretty high usage with the fastball. I didn't see, he didn't seem too confident with the breaking ball, 
But this past outing, he seemed really confident in the ways he wants to use it, which is, you know, he'll get it over early in the count for strikes, and then he'll run it off the plate, too, for chases. So, you know, I'm, I, I'm really high on him. I think he's, you know, one or two best California, you know, high school arms this year. And, and if he, you know, has a big senior year this year, I think he'll be taken quite high in the draft. How was his command that day? Because I know that's kind of one of the things when you talk about some of these arms, in, at least in SoCal, uh, in this draft class, is yes, they're throwing gas, but you know the command is, is spotty. So I'm curious how his command was here, I mean, what I, in what I assume was you know, his first start of 2022. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you have it right. I mean, I was thinking the same thing with you know, guys who throw mid 90. So I, I, I brought my pen and paper and I was tracking pitches, strikes and balls. And you know, he was 73% strikes with the fastball. And even the misses were just around the zone. And if you, you throw your fastball at a 73% strike clip and you're doing things right. And he was in the curveball, he, he seemed like he was doing exactly what he wanted to do with it. And, but the thing is, I didn't see him throw his changeup. So there's still, you know, some things to discover there. But I think he, I think he, he's, he's, he can pound the zone. Yeah, absolutely. There's no question about that. That's that's awesome to hear about the command and about the the effectiveness. And and, and sat the uh, also on Saturday, you decided to head over to uh, USC, part of their team camp. They had a really loaded team camp there, and and, and you know you got to see uh, Notre Dame against La Mirada in the night game there. And and anyone who knows you and anyone who follows you on Twitter knows that. Uh, Justin Lee is, uh, you know, arguably one of your favorite arms in all of California. Uh, the junior, uh, the junior pitcher out of uh, Notre Dame, they're headed to UCLA. What'd you see out of Lee on Saturday night that got you fired up? So, yeah, I mean, I'll start with saying I saw him last spring a couple times and, you know, he was 84 to 87, you know, last spring and on Saturday, I mean, he's, he's made a significant velo jump. He was 88 to 91, you know, top 92, he threw four shutout innings against, you know, an always quality La Mirada program. And I think there's a lot to like about the delivery. It's easy. It's easy effort. It's repeatable. And the thing that makes me really high on high on him is his hard slider. It's his go-to secondary. And it shows really some hard late break that stays on that same plane as the fastball. You know, so I'm expecting a, a very dominant, you know, junior season out of him. And he'll get on pro radars by this summer. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully that happens at the pro case where, you know, it's kind of a coming out party for him, if you will. And, you know, another guy there at Notre Dame that we've seen quite a bit of and, you know, recently committed, well, maybe not recently, but within the last six months or so committed to UC Santa Barbara is is Ryan Limbrick. And I was excited when you mentioned him that you wanted to talk about him because I think the bats got potential to be pretty darn special, uh, you know, based on what we've seen at not only our events, but for Notre Dame and for his uh, you know, club teams. What'd you see out of, out of Limerick on Saturday? So, yeah, I mean, Limerick's a player that has continued to look better and get stronger after each viewing. I mean, I think it was at our preseason, all, our preseason all-state last year in NorCal um, where he showed, it was the first time I saw him, and he showed an impressive skill set. You know, by, didn't get by, by pounding balls all over the yard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then, you no, know, he didn't get to play that much at Notre Dame games last season because, you know, they had a loaded squad last year. But then I got to saw, see him at Dude Day, which is, you know, an event held in August every year. And he pounded balls in, you know, with in ABs left and right all over the field. You know, and then he later committed to UCSB. And, I mean, after what I saw from him on, you know, on that Saturday, he looks poised for a breakout junior season. I mean, his swing is, it's compact, it's direct. 
I mean, he doesn't look like his, you know, he won't strike out too much with how good his hands play. And he maybe had the most impressive at bat of the weekend. He found out, he fouled off like countless pitches in 0-2 count, worked it to 1-2, and then he drove a ball into the left center gap for a double. I mean, he's going to hit in the middle of that lineup, and I'm expecting big things. And that's a that's again a a loaded lineup, and and he should be kind of the the featured bat in that lineup. And I think the same can be said over at La Mirada with Eric Jean, the Columbia commit. I and mean, you saw him on the mound, if I'm not mistaken. But I mean, the bat also plays there. Yeah, I mean, I I didn't really know he pitched that much, but he he went on the mound first and shut out for, shut down another Dame liner for three innings. I mean. He was 80. <laughs> He was 86 to 88, 88 with the fastball and maybe has one of the best sliders I've seen of late as it's a sweeper that just keeps on sweeping. I mean, it produces tons tons of whips from a good lineup. And like you said earlier, I mean, we know his bat plays really well. I mean, it's a compact stroke with you know barrel accuracy. He can He can smoke balls to all fields with power. And, you know, what I took away from that game is Gian's going to be very crucial for La Mirada's success this year. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, pretty, uh, they're pretty young in terms of varsity experience. They do have some other guys there. Obviously, Noah, uh, the, the shortstop there, uh, who might catch a little bit. But, you know, just in talking with Coach Zern, uh, you know, they have four freshmen that he's, he's really excited about, too. And, and I just, I know they're not on your list, but I'm curious, were you able to, to, to see anybody other than Gian that, you know, maybe caught your attention for something that they did? So, yeah, the, the Noah, it was a kid that, you know, he started that shortstop that game, and he didn't do much with the bat because Lee was, you know, shutting them down. <laughs> but <laughs> with, the, with the glove, it, it, it seems really, really good. It looks like a glove that will stay at short, probably be a four-year starter at shortstop. Um, so that was the kid I, I that impressed me in terms of just, you know, defensively because there wasn't much offensively from that game. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no. Well, those those types of games happen, that's for sure. And yeah. so, so Sunday, uh, you know, you stayed up in in kind of the the valley area there and headed over to Glendale, uh, and uh, took in um, a Chaminade's game against uh, Temecula Valley. And, and you know, Chaminade, they'll be playing in the PBR preseason invitation. Also, I'm excited to be able to get to see these guys there. Um, but for Chaminade, uh, Christian Brewster, the USC commit, commit, excuse me. Uh, seem to have had a big game as well. So yeah, he, he's a really interesting arm. I, I hadn't seen him before in person, but I was getting you know mentions on Twitter from you know Legacy Baseball this past <clears> summer, <throat> where he was you know they were they were showing video of him, and I was like, okay, this is an arm I might need to check out this this spring at um, at Chaminade. He, apparently, he just started pitching in the past year, and he has some really natural feel for you know. On the mound, I mean, he was an easy 88 to 91, top 92. Um, really short arm action, athletic down the mound. I mean, he'll he'll be a two-way guy for Shamanad, and he's he's a guy to really look out for this year and next year. How is the frame on? How's the frame on Brewster, and and you know what sort of projectability do you see there? Yeah, he's you know he's he's pretty lean still. He's probably you know six 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 foot six one. Um, I think he plays you know shortstop. There, I mean, it's their their position um, players are a little unknown for this year, but it looks like he'll play some shortstop and some center field this year. So, yeah, it's athletic and it translates on the mound. 
Well, another athletic arm that they have there is USD commit Peter Michael, who, you know, just based on what you've told me and just watching the video that you sent over of him, uh, looks like a pretty darn good arm heading down to USD next year. So, yeah, I mean, like he was a little bit of an unknown going into this season. He had a little bit of elbow trouble last year. So just started, you know, ramping it up this last summer. And he was a name I you know, kept following on the Twitter, Twitter sphere you know, for a while, and he, he kind of had that high effort, you know, arm and delivery, but in recent weeks, apparently he went down to San Diego with a pitching coach, and he kind of really cleaned it up, and right now it seems really more effortless and simple, which has allowed him to be more consistent in the zone. He was 88 to 89, um, with a really good-looking 12-6 curveball. Um, so with those two arms that we just mentioned, and they got a Fordham commit over there, Arik Berg, who in my opinion, is one of the top, you know, senior pitchers in this class, and I think he's going to surprise some people this year. Now, they'll compete in the Mission League, and they'll win some big games. Yeah, I mean, you go into those three-game series with three arms that you feel good about, you're going to have a chance, you know, and don't forget the other guys they got, you know, offensively there. I mean, that's a pretty good lineup as well, offensively. So that wraps up your Saturday and your Sunday. Monday, you head down to USD for their team camp, and I mean, it sounds like you were treated to some some pretty darn good games. Let's start with an, another PBR preseason invitational team, Olu. You know, they'll be playing in our tournament as well. And, you know, when you, the conversation with Olu in 2022 is going to start and end with the shortstop, Mikey Romero. Yeah, I mean, recently he's gone a lot of draft chatter and helium. And you can see why. I mean, the swing is it's natural, it's easy, it's rhythmic. And, you know, he did a lot of what I saw from him on that Monday was a lot of what I saw from him last year, which was just drive balls, line drives up the middle. Like he, he last year I saw him, you know, drive balls, right center line drive, center field line drive, left center line drive. So the, the bat to ball skills are really no joke. And, you know, he's not a sensational shortstop, but he has that fluidity and tempo that you look for in a shortstop. And, you know, if he really impresses with the bat this year, especially in the power department, I, I can see him taking quite high this year in the draft yeah you know he was at our pro case last summer as well and you know we paired him up the middle with brian ward a a standout shortstop going to arkansas from coronado high school down in san diego and i mean those two guys looked completely different from anyone else that we set up in the middle of the defense right And, and so i think you know while there's a knock on potentially a knock on his speed um, it seems like in game he plays quicker than he is fast. Do you th- feel that way? Yeah, I mean, definitely. It, I can definitely see that at short, where like he gets that nice first step, which you know kind of makes up for some you know some deficiencies in the speed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know he's an, he's an average runner on the base paths too. But I think you know in the video I put out on him, like he's a smart base runner. You know he he took the extra base on a couple of his hits, so he's he's very you know, cerebral in that aspect. So I don't think it's too much of a knock. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's, that's exciting to hear for sure. And another guy, we had him at our uncommitted upper class games where he was kind of low eighties, um, low to mid maybe. Uh, and it sounds like he's made quite the jump already in just a couple of months. And that's Jordan Cole. So, yeah, like you said, he was a, you know, a standout at our upper class games. I think I had him at, you know, 84 or 86, and on Monday he was 88 to 89. And his fast – he only threw one shutout inning, so I didn't get to, you know, get too deep into his outing. But his fastball is real heavy. has that nice arm side run. Um, 
it was a quick inning too. He pounded the zone. Um, so he's definitely a name to look out for. I think he'll pitch, you know, a good amount this year, surprisingly, on a loaded staff because of the, you know, the upticks that he's made to his, you know, his game. So definitely a name to look out for. Yeah, and then finally closing out Olu, you know, former future gamer Ross Clark. We had him at the underclass um, preseason All-State just a week before, uh, you know, and he was low 80s there, and we were all kind of looking around like, uh-oh, what's going on here? And, you know, then he comes out a week later and, you know, lights it up a little bit more for you down at USD. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was kind of quite shocking. Like, you know, I showed up. <laughs> I showed up a little late. I missed the first batter, and they had their their team over their teammates over there getting velos. I was like, "Where's he at? Where's he at?" And he was like, and they were like, you know, 86, 87. I'm like, what? Because <laughs> you know, just a week earlier he was you know 81, 83. So you know, it was nice to see him be where we thought he'd be the week before. And you know, he's one of those arms that's you know highly projectable build and body. The, the delivery is easy. It's clean. You know, the arm works well it's short it's a short arm action and it gets to you know a consistent release and you know repeatability in the delivery so you know i'm really high on him i think he's going to be a big time arm by senior year he might not get that many innings this year on olu but you know next year and the year after he'll be a he'll be an important arm for them for sure absolutely and also down at um, uh, usd you saw a couple of san diego teams that were really high on heading into the spring and and one of the guys that really stood out for you for Granite Hills is only a freshman, a guy, you know, ranked nationally for us and Brendan Lewis. So, yeah, I mean, I was taking in the Olu La Jolla Country, you know, La Jolla Country Day game. And then the Granite Hills coach, you know, sat right behind me in the stands and he was talking about his roster. And he was really, really high on Brendan Lewis, like saying I should, you know, really zone in on him. So and he impressed. I mean, it was maybe the best freshman I had seen this weekend. He pitched, he's got the star on the mound, was 81 to 83 with the fastball. Has a, he has a little two-seamer that he'll run in on right-handers for some jam shots. And he ripped off some really nasty breaking balls, too, that produced a ton of swings and misses. I think he had six Ks to three innings. And the coach, apparently, you know, he's told me he's even better with the bat, even, you know, throughout an Altuve comp, which is probably... <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, a little far-fetched, but I mean, apparently he left the yard earlier that weekend as a and then as a freshman. I, you know, going yard at USD, that's pretty impressive. And I think he went five for eight. He told me that week that weekend. So he's definitely a name. You know, I'm in San Diego that I'll be going to a lot of Granite Hills games for. Yeah, absolutely. I saw a video of that, and and you know that was a night game when he did that too. So a, a night. A night game home run at USD uh, is no joke if you're familiar with that facility at all. And and rounding things out is is San Marcos. You know we talked about uh, you know Grayson Wren there. Um, you know and and, and his abilities uh, on a previous podcast. Uh, but San Marcos is is got to be one of the favorites in San Diego this year. They're absolutely loaded. Coach Dufek does an amazing job there and has for a long time. Uh, you know, but a couple of catchers, man, Max Farrell and Kalen Applefield, you know, those guys are 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 are, are probably going to be household names when it comes to their draft time. So, yeah, I mean, um, in terms of San Marcos, it's all about the lineup. Like, they're one, two, three. They, they stack it up, you know, right away. They got Zach Farrell, who I think is going to be grabbed up right away. Ryan Rivera, SDSU commit, and then, you know, Kalen Applefield, who's, you know, Cal commit. But, you know, Zach Farrell has one of the best high school swings of his class, and I say that without hesitation. Like, he stays so short, stays so, stays so compact, 
and it's simple. He doesn't, you know, have a big leg kick. It's just up and down. And he has some advanced bat speed and can really lift and do damage. Um, he went one for one with an oppo line drive single to right in the game I took in. But, you know, his mom got video of a homer that he had earlier that weekend on Saturday, and it was an absolute shot to left field. I mean, he hit 10-plus homers last spring, and I believe, you know, he'll do that again. And if I'm a college program, I'm not letting him sit one more day uncommitted. And then, you know, with Kalen Applefield, of the whole weekend, he probably had the best day. I mean, he dropped the barrel on a low and in fastball and drove it over the right field fence for a home run um, on, on that Monday, and it was a no-doubter. And then, you know, two innings later, he got on the bump, and I had no idea he pitched, and he was filthy, 87 to 89 with the fastball with the really big breaking ball. And, you know, I got word from their coach that, you know, he'll probably be closing games this year for the Knights. And, you know, after getting the start on varsity last year as a freshman and getting that feel for it, I think he's probably going to have a monster sophomore season for them. How how was the catch and throw on Applefield? I've heard, you know, you know, varying stories on it. I, you know, when I saw him it, last spring, you know, the catch and throw was pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't call it elite at that point. Uh, I, and so I'm interested to hear your take on that and see, you know, what sort of improvements uh, he's made in that department. So I'll, I'll say this interesting because he did not catch on the game I went to on Monday, but just yesterday I went to a La Jolla Country Day San Marcos scrimmage with no umpire and he caught that game. So I, I can get I have info from that. Game. I mean I mean the pops you know are probably two to two one. That's what I had him at, and and you know the throwdowns in between innings. Um, so didn't no no one stole any bases in that game. But to me, the catching skill set it's really advanced with the receiving. I mean the way he was setting up in his in his you know in his setup were you know having the leg out, knee down, mixing it up, and then the blocking too. He was you know it was really hard to take extra bases when he was behind the plate. So definitely, definitely a pretty good catching skill set there. Some some advancements definitely can be made in the catch and throw, but it's it's a good overall skill set. I think his athleticism really plays up behind the plate. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent agree. Nice. Well, well, Joey, again, thanks a bunch for hopping on the podcast and and kind of taking us through what you saw at MLK. Uh, as mentioned, Joey put out a, a, a pretty thorough notebook. You can find that on prepbaseballreport.com slash California, uh, you know, where he details, gosh, I mean, you went team by team and talked about a number of guys and there's video in there. Uh, so go check that out. So Joey, thanks a bunch, man, for hopping on, man. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks Les. Really appreciate it. I want to thank Joey Cohen for joining me today on the podcast. Be sure to check out PrepBaseballReport.com for all your news, rankings, and event information. And until next time, we'll see you at the yard.